This is Unclaimed Bands, show 203. Hey, Mr. Listeners, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands, along with Fritz. And uh, we're coming to you tonight from Bullshooters up here in the Northeast Philly. And our guests are Ashes of Aries. Welcome, guys. Yeah. Howdy. What's up? Hey. Hey. Hello. Hey, uh, can I get you guys just go right down the line, left and right, right to left, and just tell us your name and what you do in the band? You got them all confused. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you left to right, right Sorry. to left. I'm Adone Fanyon. I'm playing guitars, doing backing vocals. Uh, Matt Barlow, lead vocals. Uh, Van Williams, drums. Freddie Vidalis, bass. Charlie Honig, guitar. All right, cool. Now that we know the names and the players, before we get on to the interview, why don't we let people listen to a song? Uh, what are we going to let them listen to? This is my hell. All right. Oh, 
Tell me something about that song. Uh, well, that was uh, actually one of the one of the first songs that uh, Freddie and I started working on together. Um, after we were in Ice Earth together, um, <laughs> and uh, we we both got out of the band, and uh, you know we just started working stuff. What are you laughing about? What are you laughing about? Guy, there's man, there's a guy. lot of touching going on between the band. A lot of touching, a lot of grabbing. Um, yeah, but uh, so I actually got out of Ice Earth first. Freddie continued on with him for an, about another tour, and uh, when he got out of the band, we, we had kind of had ideas of, of working together, um, doing some, some other stuff together, so we got together, and um, he had some ideas that he had given me, and I, and I was kind of kicking stuff around, and we just kind of came up, he had the guitar parts, I started with the melody um, and the, the, the verses, and it all just kind of came together, and basically the, the, the subject matter of the song is, uh, is domestic violence, and, and how a guy has uh, essentially... He went one step too far, mm-hmm. um, and then he uh, basically kind of put himself in purgatory for years because uh-huh. of this one incident. And he's he's just asking forgiveness like before he dies, um, and that's kind of where it's at. So right. homeless, you know, he's he's walking around aimlessly for, for for twenty years, and he's just asking for forgiveness before he passes. What what uh, if I may ask what. What uh, what made you want to write about domestic violence? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe, but it could be from my my career uh, and, and things like that. I, I actually deal with a lot of domestic violence situations and things like that, and so mm-hmm. it's kind of maybe uh, the darker side of humanity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it's very easy for someone to go write a pop song or write a song about oh, I loved her, she left me, and stuff like that. But a serious issue like that, uh, I think they need to be addressed. And that, yeah. that's kind of cool that you guys you, know, you did that. Yeah. Cool. So, how'd you guys get started? Who, who uh, well, for, well, Freddie and I again. We we kind of started uh, started the band after we were both out of Iced Earth and and uh, just kind of. So, who joined after that, and who? <clears throat> well, after that, after we Freddie and I had some songs, you know, essentially composed. Um, we approached Fan, who I've known forever since like 1996, um, when Iced Earth and Nevermore toured together in Europe. That was the first time I, that I met him, and uh, he had recently 
left uh, Nevermore. So we just thought it, it just made sense. And we approached we approached him, you know, gave him the songs. He dug what we were what we were doing. We weren't complete, you know, we didn't have a complete record done at that point. Right. But, but we were definitely, you know, moving in the right direction. And, uh, you know, Van just added a whole nother level to it and just took it up to the next level um, with his drumming and his style. And it's, you know, he's pretty well known throughout the metal community for his particular style and, and grooves and stuff. So it, it just made sense and it, and it worked out perfectly. Great. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, um, when you guys are writing songs, and how does that uh, how does that work for this band? Uh, you know, like, did someone come in with a melody first? Did someone come in with a lyric idea? How does it work for Ashes of Aries? Um, just kind of comes from all different directions, man. It, you know, if, if I have a, if I have something, then then you know, then I'll present it to Freddie, and, and he'll just make it better because he actually can, you know, play guitar, whereas I kind of fumble with it. Yeah. And um, you know, and vice versa. And Freddie has a guitar part. He'll give it to me, and I'll think of a, of a vocal melody, or I've got a lyrical idea in mind, and I want to kind of run with that. So mm -hmm. it, it really it's kind of cool. the way it works. Right. I, I got this. What, what, you want to add something there, Freddie? No. <laughs> <laughs> you handed no. it over to him, and I thought he was. I was like, oh, Freddie's like, come on. <laughs> Never mind. Just, just yawning into the San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, this is uh, for each one of you guys. Um, if you could only pick one of your songs, okay? to put into a time capsule that wouldn't be open for a thousand years which one would it be and why I like the one eye king got a little bit of everything okay this is my hell why because that's the reason we're here I would oh. say that's the first song that started this whole thing <laughs> cool cool yeah yeah I probably would go with this is my hell too because overall it's I think it has like the most commercial potential for for you know, for metal, yeah, um, in a commercial route, you know, to, to get to a more mainstream audience. But um, you know, so if you're gonna put something in a time capsule, I would put that one. <clears throat> um, on Warriors Wings, it's got a lot of deep, you know, sentimental value. Obviously, this is my hell does as well for, for this band. But uh, on Warriors Wings has a lot of personal meaning for me. Gotcha. I'd say punishment, especially if you could couple it with the comic book, and they were like kind of a bundle. <laughs> You know, Punisher, and you open it up, and you're like, okay, you put on the song, and that would you know, be cool. It all gels together. Nice. All right, that's interesting. Cool. That's interesting. So, what's the best and worst so far you know, on the tour? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there was there was a little mix-up. <laughs> you know, I think one of the venues we we had a switch at the last minute, like maybe two weeks in advance or something. So, you know, turnout was kind of you know. But, I mean, that's maybe the best and the worst things. It's, I mean, people that do come out, that's the best part. The worst part is, like, you know, you want more people to come out. So, you know. Yeah, always you want more people to come so, out. Definitely. Yeah. So that, that's the best and worst. Yes. Well, it is. Sharing a bed with the Doan, he's not as aggressive at it as I'd hoped he would be. <laughs> <laughs> I know he, you know, he's not even 21 yet, but come on, man, you're an adult now. I don't want to get Act fired. Act like it. I don't want to get fired. <laughs> nice. Make it a raise from what I'm hey, hearing. Hey, you never know. <laughs> Somebody's getting a raise. <laughs> oh! Hey, uh, well, okay, so that's the best and the worst. Uh, what's been the craziest thing that's happened on tour, whether for you guys or out in your audience watching? On this tour or just like just in, any tour? In any, any tour, tour ever. For each ever. one of you. Well, I can't speak about that. I'll plead the fifth. Anyone else? Continue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, as far as, you know, the olden days, I guess, of uh, 
Matt and I bonding together and just kind of arriving at a city and just escaping together somewhere else for as many hours as possible until we had to be somewhere with the rest of the band. Okay. Right. Not, no, he's not talking about this band, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. You said the golden days. We got it. We got it. Hey, you want to go for a four-mile walk? Yeah. In the snow? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> hey, no. Anybody else got a crazy story from the road? Well, it depends on what you mean by crazy. But, uh, Anything you yeah. open, whatever um, you want. Touring with uh, really small, you know, underground bands. Played a show in Chesapeake, Virginia to literally nobody. Um, and nobody there would let us crash at their house and they refused to pay us so we were just stuck in our van trying to find somewhere to sleep and uh, the kicker was that it was right by a highway and the entrance to the highway was closed and we were trying to get to a Walmart to just sleep in the parking lot in the van and uh, we looked up all of the local Walmarts and every single one required us to get on that highway at that exit that was closed so we just kept going in circles and circles and circles and kept coming back there it was it's like Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> Which reminds me, just say no to drugs, kids. Yes. <laughs> now, really, Charlie actually never started the car. <laughs> now, really, the best the best part of, of just doing this is really just being able to tour and the meet shit so many happens. you know bands that you look up to. You know, my first tour was with Death, you know, in the U.S. Mm -hmm. and then King Diamond, you know, the next wow. tour. And my I mean, old band opened for them. You know. We didn't even know each other back then. So there's tons of people that you meet that you look up to, and then you're like on tour with them, or you're playing festivals, and you're hanging out in the bar later, and you actually get to meet some of them, and you're like, man, that dude's fucking cool. Or he's that like, guy's, huge that asshole. guy's an asshole. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it just puts everything into a little bit more perspective, you know? Yeah. But I think that's the best thing, because as a musician, you grow up wanting to play all over the fucking place. It's not really about money. It's just playing and getting mm -hmm. out and seeing right. the world. Yeah. So that's the greatest thing. I've been so many places in the world that I never could have done with a normal kind of a job. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I've been, been extremely. Yeah, you're talking. You know, talking about that as far as like the people that you meet and the guys that you looked up to and the stuff in the, in the industry. And I've been, you know, really pleasantly surprised. Well, I don't want to surprise, but you know, gratified in knowing that the guys that I really idolized were really cool people. You know, meeting yeah. them finally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Bruce Dickinson, Rob Halford. Um, you know, Russ Anderson from Forbidden, you know, just, I mean, just super cool guys. And you go, you know what? It's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that I'm a fan. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. and, and I always want people to feel that, that way when they meet me too. You know what I mean? I, I want people to say, you know, that have listened to me, my music and grown up, you know, listening to stuff that I've done to go, man, you know, he was a really cool guy. You know, yeah, he right. talked to me, you know, shook hands, signed whatever I wanted, you know, and just was a regular guy, which is, you know what we are. You know yeah. we're a we're a working class band, like blue literally. collar band, literally. You know what I mean. Yeah. We we work other jobs. <laughs> you know we do this because we love it, and we and we have been for you know twenty years. You know what that's I mean. That's cool. So. Cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I mean I think I think ultimately if uh, it's nothing like when you meet someone that you like you're like oh cool I like your music and you go up and they're a complete dick and you're just yeah. like geez I. You know, now now I, I look at your music a little bit differently. You know? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and there's so many and people yourself. out there, unfortunately, that are like yeah. that. And, yeah. and I, I, we find, uh, I think, yes. a lot that we meet a lot of people that really haven't gone anywhere, but they think they have. Yes. Right, right, <laughs> like, right. You're not that big. You shouldn't have that attitude. Yeah. 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 And, you know, you have a guy coming up to you, hey, can I take a picture? No, it's okay. Um, you know, oh, yeah. I'm yeah. talking right now. And you'd be like. Really? Yeah. But you can buy yeah. something from the merch right, table. But you can take something yeah. from the merch. Right. No, I'm sorry, man. You know, I like you guys, but if, if a fan came up right now, I'd... I, 
you know, I'd go yeah, over and, you know, yeah, we you, you, you know what I mean? Because they're the ones that are that are buying the records right. and they're, no, they're supporting no, us and supporting our music. We, so. we would respect that more, you getting up yeah. and excusing yourself and taking a picture and coming back. Yeah, then absolutely. I'm I talking mean, to somebody, go buy something for my merch. Yeah, I mean, part of part of doing this, honestly, for, for us is, like, not only just to introduce new music, because we, we do that. We just say, here, here, listen to this, listen to that. Yeah. But it's to get people who, you know... It, I remember being a young fan a long, long time ago and like be like, oh, God, I can't go talk to them. You know what I mean? Or I'll say, I can't go approach them. I and mean, we're, we're just trying to make sure that people people might, you know, somebody might, might give your music a lesson, but now maybe they'll go, like, hey, these guys are pretty cool. Let's go talk to them. Dude, I met Ray Alder from Fate's Warning way back before. I was in a band, but nothing, you know. And uh, he was, they were playing, and afterwards he was walking around. I'm like, hey, man, that was a killer show, man. Hey, can I get a T-shirt, man? Can you hook me up with a T-shirt? You know? He's like, well, you know, I just can't give you a T-shirt. I'm like, dude, I'm broke, you know? And he's like, I really couldn't do it. He really couldn't do it. Right. And, and I was like so bummed. I'm like, man, this is like one T-shirt, you yep. know? And then years later, here I'm touring, and we're selling shirts, and you realize that's your bread and butter, you yes. know what I mean? Yeah. And I understood it. And then we played shows, you know, and festivals, Fates is playing, whatever. I know all of those guys now. And I told him that story. I'm like, dude, I met you a long time ago, you know. Right. So it's just how it works like that. You yeah. know, it's just, it's a trip, you know. Yeah. And like you say, the fans, meeting the people, just knowing people all over the world. It's just it's so, such an awesome kind of job. But you got to bust your ass at it, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we take a pause for another song? Uh, what are we going to let people hear this time? This is Chalice of Man. All right. All right. <laughs>
All right, cool. Yeah. Hey, uh, what's the best place for people to keep in touch with you guys or find out what's going on? Uh, Facebook. You know, that's that's like the go-to for for everybody, right? I mean, we really try to uh, keep everybody apprised as best we can as far as, you know, tour dates and things like that on our Facebook, on our, you know, not only Ashes of Aries, but our personal Facebook pages as well. Um, we have we do have a Ashes of Aries uh, dot com and and we've got uh, that you know, we get the information a little slower than we yeah want, than, slower. <laughs> than facebook is first you know that's van's fault but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, okay yeah well people uh now that you know where to go and get all the information after the interview is done um click on your computer you probably are already on there right now i know i'm being presumptuous and then uh go check out their site and go find out more about the band and, and definitely make sure that if they're coming to town you go see them that's the most important thing definitely this is for all yous what was your first record you ever bought with your own money? Record meaning what format? It doesn't matter. Record. <laughs> like actual eight track. Uh, he doesn't even know real, what a record real, is. Real, real depends. You know how old you are. Ozzy Osbourne's The Ultimate Sin. Nice. The reason is I was living in Hawaii, and it's kind of like Europe. You get stuff later than the rest of the U.S. did. Right. So, you know, I didn't get into metal till I guess I was ten years old, which is much later than my friends because right. we just didn't hear it there. Okay. Um, went to Sears and bought <laughs> I did. Yeah, I a cassette tape of Ozzy's Ultimate Sin. Right. Who's going to go next? Uh, well, I was, I was fortunate enough to have a metalhead brother, so he, he bought a lot of the stuff and, and brought it home. So I think probably the first thing I, I bought with my own money because I had my car and I, did, and, I've got, and I had a cassette player was uh, Master of Puppets. Okay. And I, yeah. probably, I probably burned that thing up, man. I, you know, cold cassettes. You know, you only had to play them a couple hundred times for their for their toast. So you heard it warming. Yeah, yeah, For me, I, I don't know. I couldn't. I, like him, I had an older brother that listened to metal already. So um, I just remember seeing like the Kiss albums and loving Kiss at the time, and that was the shit, you know. And then after that, I think probably it would be a Rush album. That was my own money. But, oh, cool. Uh, you know, I can't really recall. Uh, my sister bought me Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt, but she bought me that one. So I think the first one I actually got myself was uh, Somewhere in Time, Iron Maiden. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he listened to No Doubt, and yeah, then he, he was like, no, I'm getting the hell out of here. I, I love that album, man. He, he was jumping. He was jumping. You know, I, I honestly can't remember because I was given so many Being he's CDs. Being the youngest here. Yeah, remember. that's true. And what is a CD anyways? What is that? <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, let's see. It might have been like uh, Arcturus album or something. I inherited so many things throughout the years just from, like, friends and family. And and uh, I honestly can't remember. But that's important to, like, when you inherit stuff from other people, that's how you get turned on to different genres and everything in the first place, you know? Like, if it wasn't for, I'm sure if it wasn't for um, these guys being hooked up with, really good music to start with from a young age they probably had never been exposed to something like that you know oh, definitely mm -hmm. might be listening to top 40 I listened oh. to top 40 back in the day yeah I still listen to top 40 well sure sometimes it's good to know what not to do because everybody else is going <laughs> to do the same thing for 39 over of those songs over and yeah. over um, are you guys working on any new music anything projects coming up we are oh yeah, yeah. Okay, what, we're working on today. Can, <laughs> you <give us> <laughs> can you give us a hint? Yeah, like a little, 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 little idea what you're doing, or, or is it going to be another? Going to be full record EP? Yeah, it's going to be a full record. Okay. It's going to be a full record, and we're in, you know we're 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 kind of all over the place with with ideas. I mean, you know that select like the last record. I mean, we didn't really have any. It wasn't like a, it wasn't a theme or 
or, you know, comp, you know, anything like that. So, you know, we've, our ideas are, you know, it's definitely metal, but it's, it's You're still kinda, working on stuff, still planning it out, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right, that's cool. That's fair. We that's don't have fair. any concepts. You know what I mean? It's no, not, not a not a concept record for sure. Okay. Cool. So, and people obviously can track that on Facebook or whatever the progress yeah. when you guys are getting ready to announce something. Yep. Yep. All right. Cool. Yeah, great. Cool. So, uh, where do you want to be in three years? Uh, where do I want to be in three years? years? I want to be uh, I want to be about six years from retirement. <laughs> <laughs> not, not in the music business, <laughs> if my wife will let me. Yeah. But, no, this uh, yeah. Like, for the band, where do you for see the, you guys in three years? For the band, well, I mean, I'd like, you know, obviously we'd like to keep uh, keep going stronger. If, you know, if we, in three years, hopefully we got another two records, you mm -hmm. know, in, and we got, you know, enough material to uh, really kind of be able to just pull songs and move stuff around and, you know, get fan favorites and have a list of, you know, stuff and just just build a fan base and keep it going. All right, cool. Yeah. That's that's. I think those are all attainable goals. Yes. Um, before we wrap everything up here, is there something you guys want to say to your fans out there? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, without without the fans, we wouldn't be here. That's that's just the bottom line. You know, without people buying records, and, and I know it's a different age and all this other stuff, and people steal shit and, and all that, but, you know, honestly, it makes it that much more difficult for, for bands to, to be able to be out here and do this. And uh, and for those people that understand the concept of, you know, you need to pay so that you, so that your the people that you like can keep putting out records. It, yeah, um, they get it, and I think that our, our, our fans really do, and they're and they're very supportive, and they come out to the shows and they buy merch. They understand gas isn't free, and you know all that other good stuff. So thank right. you, just from the bottom of our hearts. Yeah. And cool. if they don't come out tonight, we're still here anyway. Apparently. Correct. So. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool guys. Uh, I want to thank you for taking time to do the interview. I appreciate it. Uh, this is Sean from Unclaimed Bands. And Fritz. And our guests have been Ashes of Aries. Make sure you go check them out. And like I said, if you get a chance to see them live, go see them live. Get up off your butts. Get out there and see get people. Get out of the house. Yes. It's get cheaper than house. going to the freaking movies. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, and, it and is. And you can meet a big fan base that follows the same music and, and, you do. And if you're a lonely girl or guy, you might meet someone. Right. Yeah, there you go. Right. And see? Put on a they show. Need a, need yeah. a show. I see a killer show. Exactly. Yes. All right, guys. Well, uh, like I said, thanks. Uh, Thank until you. next Thank time, you. everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See you, guys. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclean bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.